Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Dr. Vincent Buscemi podcast of the year 2024. It's been a little bit since my last solo podcast. I'm really excited for this year. The podcast is going to take a little bit of a turn or I would say isolated focus. And I really want to focus on leadership this year. A really great mentor of mine recommended this book. I think the book's called One Word. But instead of writing down a bunch of goals for the new year, like I want to lose weight, I want to get taller, I want to slam dunk a basketball. Those were all my goals in the sixth grade. You should just write down one word and then focus on that one word for one full entire year. So this year, I'm going to focus on the word leadership because that seems to be so pertinent in my life now. And a lot of people that reach out to me, their biggest struggles are with leadership, leading their family, leading their office. Um, I have a lot of dentists that are listeners, but people that aren't dentists listen, like my mom. Um, she never went to college. But people are worried about leading other people. That's my biggest struggle. So I want to focus on that this year. A little bit of housekeeping before we get going. Some sad news. My sister's cancer came back. We're depressed about it but hopeful to get rid of it this time if there's one thing about the Bushamis, we're dogged we're not going to be members of mensa i remember i think i was in the 11th grade when i figured out i wasn't smart when i got like a three on my act and all the colleges were like you're not coming to us but there is something about it's in my genetics this is my family genetics. We are so dogged. We have the mentality we're not going to give up till the end. And for my sister, everyone that's going to rally behind her, we're not giving up. Cancer came back. We're going to figure out how to beat it so she can live a long and healthy life. And that's that. So I don't mean to bring the mood down, but I just want to tell you what's going on in my life. Let's talk about leadership. One of the facets of leadership, something that Jordan Peterson has brought up multiple times throughout his career, I think one of his books talked about it, is the idea of order versus chaos. If you can wrap your mind around this concept, I think it will be a good starting point to start yourself on your leadership journey. So order is kind of easy to understand. Things are organized. People follow rules. People follow systems. And the order, if you're a leader, comes from you. So a 30,000 foot view on order is, let's say you're the leader of a dental office, because I am. As the dentist, as the owner, as the doctor, the owner, you create a system of rules and systems, and the staff follows those rules and systems and the outcome are predictable results. Where there's lack of order, which is called chaos, is which I struggle with sometimes too, when either you have systems that aren't clearly defined or you don't have systems, 
or you have clearly defined systems but people aren't following them, the results are unpredictable, increased stress, anxiety from staff. And I'll get into this later in the podcast, but the people around you, your family, your staff, we'll just call them your followers, the people that depend on you to lead, will resent you, will hate you, and will leave you, how ominous is that, if you can't maintain order. I don't know if anyone listening had an alcoholic parent. I did not. I had wonderful parents. But I had friends that had, I had this one friend I'm thinking about now that his father was an alcoholic. And imagine how poorly that father can maintain order in the family when he's an alcoholic. And my friend resents his father for that fact, for making a terrible childhood. Just a quick story about this kid. He would have to do his homework after school in the family van in the driveway because his dad would be so drunk after work, he couldn't go inside his house to do his homework. So I want you to think about that. Chaos is unpredictable results, unclear rules, unclear boundaries. You have to maintain chaos. You cannot avoid chaos. Chaos is necessary. It is a fact if you're going towards a goal. Things will become chaotic, but it is solely up to you to maintain it. Even chaos, if it's not actively created, just the pure fact of negligence, say you're negligent to leading your family or negligent towards leading your staff or your followers, chaos will ensue. So I'm thinking, how do we maintain this chaos? How do we create order in a way that fulfills us, fulfills our followers, and also helps us towards the goal we want to achieve? So I've written down a couple of things here, and let's kind of just take this one by one. The first thing you have to understand, and I already touched on this, is chaos is un, I don't know why I said it like that, chaos. Chaos is unavoidable. Think about like your house. If you have kids, your house is probably a mess. Mine is a mess. But all that means is people live in your house, you're taking care of your kids, and organizing the shit in your house is at the bottom of your list because you're more worried about making sure your kids are happy and healthy and maintaining the life of the family. If you have kids and you don't cook dinner for them or you don't take care of them because you're more worried about maintaining the house and keeping order, you're missing the idea of what chaos is. Chaos is necessary. Chaos is going to be there. It's unavoidable, but it is up to you to maintain it. So if you have kids and your house is messy, that's totally fine. But if you have kids and your house is dirty and moldy and the mold is causing disease in your kids and yourself, then it's a problem. So as you are moving towards your goals, understand that the chaos is unavoidable, but it is solely up to you to maintain it. I guess to the second point. So your kids, your staff, your followers, you can direct them to do certain things to maintain order, to contain the chaos, but it is solely up to you. The more staff you have, 
the more chaos you're going to have to maintain. And it's funny, and I'm not speaking poorly of my staff or maybe your staff, because I have a wonderful staff, but your staff is going to create chaos. There's no way around it. They don't create order on their own. It's very rare that you would have a self-starter of a staff member that could come in and create order. Because when the staff comes to work, they don't own your business. They own their life. So when they go home, there's a 99.9% .9 chance they're not thinking about maintaining order at work. Maybe they're angry there's no order at work, but they're not thinking of the solutions to do it. They're thinking of taking care of their kids, paying their bills. So it's funny, when people sign up to be your employees, they have this understanding that there'll be enough order in your office, in your business, that they will receive a bi-weekly or weekly paycheck, a steady paycheck. If they work hourly, they have this notion that they will produce or maintain a certain amount of payment per hour. Let's say, let's say you're going to pay your staff member 50 bucks an hour. No one that works for me makes 50 bucks an hour, by the way. They had this idea. If their performance is a little bit lower one day, a little bit higher one day, or a little bit lacking another day, they're still going to make $50 an hour because there is an ordered system for them to go into to make $50 an hour. Not to say that their thinking is turned off, but they can mail it in a couple of days and still make 50 bucks an hour. If you own a business or if you're in my position where I'm still in the building phase, you cannot mail it in and still expect to make the same income. So, that chaos that you have to go in every day and maintain is solely up to you. Nobody's going to do it for you. Number three, you have to understand this. It's, it's not personal, but the people around you will resent you if you are the leader and you cannot maintain the chaos. And the flip side of this, the irony is they will dislike you as you try to maintain the chaos. So let's unpack that a little bit. If you come into work, or let's say, so I start at 7 a.m. every day. If I show up one day at 9, one day at 6, don't show up another day, my staff is going to resent me for not being stable enough or reliable enough to show up every day. However, to maintain order, I have to ensure they show up every day on time and because I have overhead and more profit means I can help more people I have to make sure they don't show up too early and cost me more money when they're doing nothing but that they have to show up at a certain time so they won't love the idea that there's a strict clock in time there's some leeway if you're dropping your kids off and it's covered but there's a strict clock in time when you work for me. They don't love that idea, but their temporary dislike, or maybe you'll say temporary tolerance for that, is lower than the resentment for me if I didn't have all my employees follow the rules. So they may not love the personal impact of the rule, 
which is clocking in at a certain time, but they will appreciate, maybe not even consciously, but they'll appreciate the order it causes when everyone does it. It's like when you're a kid and your parents say, I'm doing this for your own good. You're basically maintaining order for your employees, for your followers, for their own good. But it's not always going to give you the personal satisfaction. So I read this book called Servant Leadership. When I first read it, I'm like, this book is a pile of crap. Why would anyone want to become a leader if they are going to be servants to their staff. I thought the whole goal of going to school for 10 years and becoming a doctor and owning a business and being the boss is that people serve you. But the problem is maybe even we're sold a bill of lies in school, in dental school, medical school. You're not a king. You're not a dictator where people are commanded to respect you. You have to serve them to earn their respect. And you have to, at your own expense, and I'll explain later in this podcast why it's not at your own expense, but you have to, at your own expense, maintain the order, keep the chaos at bay for their benefit so you can reach your goal. So you have to, and this is... You'll go, I don't know how old you are when you're listening now, but like when you like leave your late 20s, early 30s and enter your mid 30s, late 30s, you start to realize that if you want to build a successful business or even lead your family, you can't be the main character of your life anymore. I started to go through this when I bought this business a couple years ago and just, I'm, I'm a dummy, like I explained earlier, so I'm still trying to fully understand this. But if you think you're the main character of this whole deal and people should serve you and your patients or your clients should serve you, it's going to be very difficult to build a business. But there is reward for you, so I am going to get to that. What is the goal then? Well, there's going to be two goals, but one of the goals needs to be the goal you set. So my goal is to treat as many people as I can as well as I can and increase the oral health of everyone that walks in this building. And also to create an environment for my staff to help me achieve that goal. So my goal isn't to, it is to improve the lives of my staff, but that's a means to an end to improve the lives of the patients to get payment in return. So all leadership is, is an opportunity for you to overcome greater challenges. On the surface level, it seems like, then why would I wanna be a leader? If I can get a guaranteed hourly wage somewhere else or a guaranteed yearly salary, I always hear people, they work for, I don't know, a big corporation and they have a guaranteed salary of 200,000 and they have six weeks of vacation. They don't own the business. And when they go to the Caribbean on vacation with their family, they're not getting phone calls. They're not thinking about work. They're just relaxing. That's one way to look at a life. However, I think that type of life is actually a bigger risk because if your boss fires you, you're out. 
at least if you own the business, it's very rare that all 2,000 of your customers, your patients, your clients would fire you at one time. So I think there's more stability in owning a business, but there's also more stress involved, more chaos. So on the surface level, it seems like leadership is a crock of shit. However, it's not. There's this book by Paul Homily, who's a dentist, and I'm sure he heard this quote from somewhere else as well, but he talks about there's two rewards. One of the rewards is the actual goal. When you achieve the goal, it's a reward. Either you're rewarded financially, you can be rewarded with praise. That's like the superficial, the top level level reward. The second reward you get is the person you become for achieving the goal. So you had to be a certain type of person to make a million dollars. I'm not that person. You have to be another type of person to make $10 million. You have to be an even different type of person to make $10 million and still have a loving relationship with your spouse and still be a good father or mother to your kids. So think of all the goals you're trying to achieve. Like I said, goal of mine is to focus this podcast on leadership this year. I had to be a certain type of person that produces that content. And also I had to be a certain type of person that lives that because the only way I can produce good content for you is to actually become a good leader in the real world. So I'm not just speaking bullshit to you and come back here and help you do it too. So you're actually in the best position because as a leader, the only way to gain skills is through experience and struggle. If you want to get strong muscles, which I don't have either, you have to lift heavy weights. You have to struggle to get strong muscles. If you want to lose weight, you have to be in a calorie deficit. You have to struggle to lose weight. If you want to have a good marriage, it's not a struggle, but you have to put so much effort in to build that marriage. So if you want a certain characteristic, if you want mental strength, you have to struggle mentally. If you want resilience, you have to struggle to get resilience. All qualities that you want, all characteristics that you want as a good leader will only come through experience and struggles. They talk about this in the Bible. Oh, just a heads up. I believe in God and I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I'm not going to push that down your throat. However, I just feel like in this time in my personal life, I can be more open about my religious beliefs. And I'm posting a lot of the Bible on Instagram. So this is not going to turn into a religious podcast yet. (laughs) But... If you don't like religion, if you don't like Jesus, if you don't like God, if you don't believe in any of that, which I did not when I was younger, I do now, you don't have to leave this podcast. I will just reference the Bible and reference some of the scripture. However, this is not a, I'm trying to convert you to Jesus. But if you want to, it's a good idea. So in the Bible, they say 
iron sharpens iron. Or if you ask God for strength, he'll give you struggles. If you ask God for this, he'll give you an obstacle to overcome to achieve it. That's the only way to become someone better, a better version of yourself is to go through struggles. So I really struggle as a leader. Um, it gives me anxiety. It gives me stress. It's the hardest part of my job. But if I want to move into the next level of business, because I've been doing clinical for 10 years, four years of school, 10 years of real life, so almost 15 years of clinical dentistry, I got the basics down. If I want to move to the next level and build this business, I have to move into my next level of development, which is building myself as a leader. And now that my kids are getting older, I need to be a better leader as a dad to lead them into a good life as well. So I hope you guys like this. I'm really excited for the focus of leadership in this podcast. I didn't mention, but I'm wearing this hat flipped up over my ears, winter hat like a beanie. Not because I'm bald yet, but it's getting cold in Michigan. So I'm not doing it to be ironic or trendy. It just is more functional. So thank you so much for the listening to this podcast. I'm super excited for what the year is going to bring. And I wish you guys the very best. Thank you.